from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to Guys We Fucked. (laughs) Guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry sorry about about last last night. night. The anti-slut-shaming podcast. (laughs) I never stop. (laughs) Hey, fuckers. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It is the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. And please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. It's still important. It makes a big difference. And you can follow us on social media. Uh, We're sorry about last night on uh, Instagram. It's S-R-Y about last N-Y-T on Twitter. And I'm Philanthropy Gal on all social media. And I'm Christina Hutch. And did you guys know... A man is facing felony charges for allegedly placing his testicles on an order of salsa because the customer only tipped 89 cents. Uh, In a Facebook video, a former driver for food delivery company says, this is what you get when you give an 89 cent tip. And I'm looking at this guy's headshot, mugshot really. Uh, Looks like the kind of guy would dip his balls in some sauce and then (laughs) give it to somebody if he didn't. 31-year-old man from Maryville, Tennessee is facing felony charges after police were notified of a video circulating on Facebook. God, people, I knew that all the idiots in the world are just going to incriminate themselves. Yeah. Um, Purporting that to show him placing his testicles on an food order that he was that was being delivered by his friend the act was supposedly in retaliation for an 89 cent tip according to the incident report obtained by buzzfeed news howard quote matt weber (laughs) what (laughs) yo my name's howard but they call me matt yeah i go by matt wow put that in quotes (laughs) was arrested friday after police were notified of the video that was originally posted in january the video has since been removed but don't worry if you google this buzzfeed article it's on there the video was allegedly filmed and posted by shanice booker a former contracted driver for the food delivery company dinner delivered webb was accompanying booker while she was out making the delivery in question Aaliyah wilson the general manager of dinner delivered told buzzfeed news uh, a third party contacted the company with the video saying quote your driver is doing this <laughs> wilson then alerted the maryville police department in the video which was uh, uh re-uploaded by a facebook user named april hannah webb is seen putting an open container of salsa to his testicles as booker is filming it and laughing in the background this is what you get when you give an 89 cent tip for almost a 30 minute drive booker is heard saying oh it feels good on my balls Webb adds, when we reached uh, for comment, Wilson confirmed the incident and told BuzzFeed News that Dinner Delivered took the matter seriously. She said she immediately terminated the contract with Booker. However, in the initial phone interview, she attempted to downplay the severity of the act, repeatedly calling it a joke and claiming Webb's testicles never actually touched the salsa. <laughs> Can you imagine that call? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, well, you, to be honest, Kurt and I watched that video and I didn't see his testicles touch the salsa. Mm-hmm. Um, they just dangled. Yeah. And who knows, you know? Also, is that salsa better than my mouth? I mean, like, you know, think how all the shit that we put in our mouth as women. That salsa can take it. (laughs) I'm just imagining, like, women getting jealous of cups of salsa because guys would rather dip their balls in that than our mouths. And then it's like, well, you know, one less thing I got to do. Yeah, salsa doesn't talk, so. The video doesn't show anything. It doesn't show his testicles, said Wilson. It was a joke. And the people filming it jokingly said they were doing this. 
BuzzFeed News has reached back out to Maryville Police Department, which is actively investigating the case about her claim. <laughs> Wilson, Wilson told BuzzFeed News, yeah, maybe test a rape kit instead yeah, of doing that. You fuck faces. Wilson told BuzzFeed News the company takes customer service and safety seriously, and it never had a problem like this in the past. How do you know, motherfuckers? Because maybe they didn't upload a video of it on Facebook, because that's kind of stupid, but also it's kind of stupid to dip your balls in salsa. The man who has been arrested has no affiliation with dinner delivered. The driver who was involved in the scenario has been let go. Hannah, the Facebook user who recirculated the video of Webb committing what she called a nasty act, wrote that she, quote, called and reported it to her employer and they are doing nothing about this. She has a lot of time on her hands. She really doesn't have anything else to do. The hinge app ain't working for her. Uh, According to the Daily Times, Webb is being held in Blount County, Blount County Jail, Blount. That sounds like a... (laughs) That sounds like a bad sexual act involving poop. Blount County Jail. And if convicted, he could face a possible sentence of three to 15 years in prison. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd also like to take this time to remind you that Brock Turner uh, spent three months in prison after getting off early for good good behavior. I mean, literally, he could have uh, dipped balls in my salsa while it was on my plate. Fingering that girl in the parking lot? Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't think that he should get 15 years in prison. Well, see, now this is actually, maybe we just came up with the self-defense thing. What if, well, you know, you got to have a lot of tact. If you're get, if you're being sexually assaulted, uh, in this Brock Turner's case, uh, this woman was passed out. But it's like somebody just go dip his testicles in the salsa and then yeah. go deliver it to somebody. Right. And then maybe Brock Turner will get uh, the time in prison that he deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's your news item, guys. Uh, yeah, we have more respect for a country uh, uh, as people, people getting de- meals delivered than just ladies. Not my America. <laughs> Not in my America. No. All right. Come, Come see us live. Or don't. <laughs> no, oh. but you should. I'm going. Oh, I didn't know if I was saying this. Yeah. Oh. No, we're great. We're great live. Um, yeah, we are. Uh, we're going to be in Tempe, Arizona, everybody, Saturday, March 30th. That's coming up. We're at the Improv there for two shows only. Then we're headed to Indianapolis, Indiana uh, for Thursday, April 18th through Saturday, April 20th at the Helium Comedy Club, which is like brand new, just opening. Oh, cool. I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't know this It's going to be Helium. sparkling. Yay. And then Boston, Massachusetts. Very excited. Friday, May 3rd, mm. uh, Wilbur Theater. We're going to be there for one night only for the Women in Comedy Festival. Go to storyaboutlastnightcomedy.com slash tours for all of our other dates. Tomorrow, March 23rd, is a Saturday, and that's also the March Glamourpus, which is hosted by myself and Wendy Starling. And it's a variety of acts, mostly stand-up comedians. You're going to see sketches. You're going to see a lot of fun things. So you should come. Tickets are 15 bucks. Uh, if they're not sold out yet, uh, if they are, you can buy $20 tickets at the door. Zinc Bar, 82 West 3rd Street, tomorrow, March 23rd, 7.30 p.m. And I'm doing, going on a little mini uh, verbal diarrhea tour, you know, just so I can ruin my career in other cities. That's good. Thank you. Um, on Thursday, uh, March 28th, I'm going to be in Baltimore at Magooby's Joke House with special guest Ayana Dukey, who you've heard on the podcast. Uh, get those tickets. Then on April 4th, which is a Thursday, headed to Columbus, Ohio uh, at Camelot Cellars. That first show already sold out, so they added a later show that is like at 10 I believe um, and I have the wonderful Wendy Steiner featuring uh, for me on those shows uh, for the Columbus show and the Cincinnati show which I'll talk about in a second you can use code a coffee for five dollars off only for those codes the other uh, the, those shows the other ones don't have promo codes um, then the following day Friday April 5th I'm gonna be it's technically Kentucky but it's really Cincinnati it's like an eight minute drive uh, uh, into Cincinnati I am going to 
be at a wooden cask. Uh, again, they also added a late show for that one. Uh, Wendy Steiner opening Coda Coffee for $5 off. And then finally, on Wednesday, April 24th, I'm going to be at the brokerage in Belmore, New York, with uh, Maddie Smith featuring for me. Uh, and uh, all this information can also be found on my website, which is CorinneFisher.com. I cleaned it up so only these shows are showing up with the links. Um, and if you have any questions, you can just leave a comment on my Instagram. It'll be great. And as always, you can listen to Two Less Lonely Girls on iTunes, Spotify, wherever for free. Oh, yeah. I've, I've actually been updating my website with all my dates. Um, I'm not going to promote them on here, but go to ChristinaHutchinson.com because I'm featuring for some comedians. I'll be in Chicago and some other places. So uh, go to that. Yay. Let's talk about the the Michael Jackson documentary. Yes, we promised you a conversation about the Michael jo- Jackson documentary. We did our homework. We have completed the documentary. Yep. And uh, hmm, that was that was something. Yeah, he uh, raped kids. Yeah, he really did. He really raped kids. See, the thing was, I knew that something not okay was going on, but I think this, the, what I thought in my mind was that it was a little bit more innocent and that he was also so damaged that he wasn't aware of the damage he was doing. Yeah. But he was. He was aware. Very aware. He, he had phone conversations with these children mm-hmm. about how he the, these children were not to tell anybody because the children child would get arrested and he would get arrested. So yeah. he, knew, he knew it was wrong. A lot of manipulation, a lot of uh, trying to get uh, these children angry at women as a sex you know in oh, general oh yeah that's right that uh-huh. was fucking weird that was very weird that was very weird yeah and and it's like it kind of revealed this like scary side of michael jackson that i don't think anyone was familiar with because he was such a beloved presence oh absolutely and it and it still doesn't take away the fact that he's one of the greatest performers yeah but that he also is a child uh, rapist yeah you can be two things you can you can be eight things yeah you know mm-hmm. and it's hard for people to handle those layers and i i remember when i was hearing about he touched kids or something. I didn't look into it. I didn't do my research. I didn't really care at the time. I'm going to be honest. And we were pretty young when this was happening as well. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But even when I heard rumors about it, it was like a joke, like yeah. kind of a joke. Yeah. And I just didn't look it up because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, it's not that I want children to be assaulted, uh, but I just didn't do it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people didn't do it. And it wasn't because Michael Jackson's not one of my favorite performers. But if he was, certainly, I can understand you going, you know what? I don't want to ruin Michael Jackson for myself because he's one of my idols. Yeah. People are like, it's a oh, weird fucking mind fuck. Yeah. They're like, oh, why don't they believe, you know, why do they, you know, why are we picking and choosing who we believe? Well, it's like based on, you know, popularity. It's like, it's it, because it's inconvenient. It, and people just don't like to be inconvenienced. That's why no one believes it's in global warming. It's fucking facts. It's science. Right. And it's, you know, so it's like, we don't know Michael and real life and it would be easier for most of us to not have to stop listening to our favorite songs and to have you know your childhood memories or you know memories from your wedding tarnished um and and have to grapple with the fact that someone you idolized for a long time was doing something really evil yeah it's that's really hard to do um and then people bring up all these other you know uh kind of people like harvey weinstein the harvey weinstein accusations once they were out in hollywood because they were only inconvenient truths in hollywood for people trying to make it in the business but it was very easy for us as a society to shut down harvey weinstein because harvey weinstein means nothing to the average person that's true and that's why because people are like well why not you know why uh you know michael and why isn't there a documentary 
documentary about Harvey. It's because fucking Harvey Weinstein's boring and no one wants to watch that fat fuck. You know? That's true. That's why. Michael Jackson. Harvey Weinstein didn't mean anything to anybody. Yeah, exactly. He was only, he only meant something to people who had careers that in Hollywood. And that's why it stayed in Hollywood so long. But once it was released to the average person, he was, he was damaged and done and burnt to a crisp immediately. Because it didn't matter. Michael Jackson means a lot to a lot of people. A lot of people, um, you know, in a lot of different, you know, uh, cultural backgrounds. And, and so that's a really hard uh, the, one the to world. give away. Yeah. yeah. He was the world. He spoke to the world. And he had this, you know, he and he spent a lot of time with children. You know, some of it was okay. And then a lot <sighs> of it know. was yeah. no, well, the ones that, you know, when it was like when he was in large groups. You know, or with girls. When there was a camera, on you know, those were those were fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and it's and, and there's always a backlash with with celebrities when they are accused of things because we feel so passionately about them, and it goes back to the same thing with, like that we talked about with the R. Kelly documentary. The power of celebrity is just this oh. unbreakable loop because the reason Wade uh, Robson, like, how is it, Robson, Wade Wade Robson, oh, who I Robson. fucking I know, well, yeah, I know I would him. Download, yeah. I bought his VHS yeah. tapes to learn the Britney Spears. Yeah, he's famous in his own right. And he was defending Michael for years. And then everyone's like, well, why did you change your story? But because he also was having real trouble, uh, you know, rationalizing the fact that this person who he idolized and had helped him a lot separately from uh, uh, molesting him um, was this bad person uh, in many ways. That was hard. And also, if you watch the documentary, these two now men were act- were in love with Michael Jackson and that is it's very hard for anyone we certainly know this is heterosexual women um you know to come to terms with the fact that the person you are in love with is maybe not a great person um yeah and it's you know and and these secrets have been killing these people for years like you you see these two men whose not only their lives but the lives of their families their wives their their children oh when they were taught when mm-hmm. Wade, when wade's right, wife was talking about yes when she found out mm-hmm. and the way he the way he, he like blacked out these memories or the, or the fact that it was bad and then having his daughter born and then imagining some adult monster doing that to his daughter and yeah. he wanted to freak out but then he still went what like a year of being suicidally depressed and not mm-hmm. really knowing why yeah that's so sad i think what this i think what this documentary uh did a great job of that the r kelly doc didn't cover was was the yeah the the kind of the ripple effect of abuse because we just saw the stories of the women um in the r kelly doc and they were terrible and i believed everything that they said and all that but i think to see a ripple effect um and how it can literally pass through generations um was really powerful and they did a great job uh of that um and like and also just a deeper look into michael jackson yeah he did a lot of great things but you can see on the outside that something was wrong, that he was compensating, you know, like he, he obviously had some kind of an inner turmoil. And so he was like changing the way his actual face was. I'm sure he had trouble looking in the mirror. You know, he, he was obviously, he knew what he was doing was wrong and he just didn't. Yeah. I don't know, but he didn't make any effort seemingly to get help or to no. stop it or no um and he certainly had the money and resources to do protect so protect himself from that yeah and i mean people just being in awe of his fame and then this family being like michael jackson calls my house and comes over for dinner and hangs out with my kid yeah like that you're gonna that's a shock 
that no human being can handle in a cool way. Oh, and guess, you know what? Guess what piece of advice rings true also in this? What? No adult man wants to be your friend. Oh, shit. I just thought of that right I now. I mean, that's especially for children. I mean, but the thing is, it's, cra- it's crazy. Like, your friend... Like, I'm not talking about, like, an influence like Mr. Rogers or something, because he wasn't trying to hang out with kids. Yeah, he wasn't hanging out with kids kids after hours. He had a television show. Yeah. No adult man wants to be your friend, Corinne. That is the goddamn truth. It's okay. And you hear that, and then you hear, like, Wade's mom talking, and she's like, I didn't even want to hear, you know, the stories of what happened. It's going to give me nightmares. It's like, yo, boo, I think Wade has nightmares. Oh, yeah, Wade's, yeah. Uh, The whole thing is just such a mess. And fucking, thank, it is, I appreciate so much that these two men Mm-hmm. agreed to say all the things and their families spoke out mm-hmm. that is really yeah those the vulnerability in these interviews it, it reminded me of the, the 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 openness of all the women who've been abused by r kelly like it's just yeah. i'm like thank god we're having these conversations at the yeah. level that we're having them at yeah because that's no bullshit now these families were torn apart i mean like there's you know parents committing suicide in these things and i'm sure direct result uh-huh. you know i never you can never blame suicide on anything but uh mental health but i mean that you know that doesn't help. Um, now, I, I, while you were talking about this, I looked up um, an email. Oh, wow. It's, it was sent on my birthday a year ago. Oh. Um, I don't know if I'm going to read an email, but it's the subject line is, you asked, you shall, re- shall receive, in parentheses, I'm a pedophile. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I was just scrolling through it. Um, it's a really long email. Um, oh, we never ended up reading this on the podcast? No. Oh, okay. Should we? Uh, uh, I mean, it's I, it's real. It's long, literally like a novel. But I'll I'll, I'll just read. Um, yeah. And it, and also, I mean, trigger warnings are an actual thing. That's why we make fun of them because the the word is overused because the term actually exists. Yeah, so it's like want, when you, you really know. need it, you need yeah. to be able to use it with confidence. Um, but one of the first paragraphs, I was Jesus Christ, this is a novel. Um, yeah, that's so long. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. I'm really glad this person at least told us about it because you never hear from the pedophile. Mm-hmm. I want to know what what happened. Um, But just, I just thought this was interesting as the first paragraph. So here it goes. I told you a while back I would send you an email. Couldn't bring myself to reread or edit this for a long time. Now I added a few things, capitalized a few I's and whatnot. I did uh, did feel, uh, I did leave a few things out that aren't really important. I think compared to what I put in, you know, kind of like how I don't listen to Michael Jackson very much. Not to think, not that I think he did it, but how it makes me think of myself. The paragraphs or sentences that don't really flow are probably the ones that I just added. It's a long time and I don't really. Um, uh, and this is a mm, guy who uh, preyed on. Or, yeah, so just like listening to Michael Jackson because of the rumors. Right. Which right. We, we now know yeah. are true uh, about him. Reminded him of his own. Right. Because mental I'm, illness. I'm all for. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm all for. One day, I think maybe I can summarize um, the interesting points in this email because it is really fucking long, but I think it's worth because it's like, okay, how do we help make this problem go away? Yeah. How do we actually solve the problem? Step number one is talking about it in the in the honest, vulnerable way that the two men and and all the women uh, in the R. Kelly documentary and the family members just talking about it honestly, even if you're afraid like the parents of these men. The, the mothers were being honest about they didn't think anything was wrong and oh 100% I was thinking about that because part of the reason that this was able to happen for so long kind of in the public eye was because no one fucking will talk about pedophilia I know it's like and when my mom no was a kid no one was talking about 
drunk driving, she said, so people were drunk, driving drunk all the time because no one fucking was talking about Pedophilia it. Pedophilia is something that happens so much more than people understand. And look at the Catholic Church scandals. Look at the, I mean, there's so, so many kids were uh, sexually abused. It's crazy to me. But one of the things, okay, so talking about it, that's number one, right? And talking, saying the word pedophile, just say the fucking word. And then the, the guy who wrote us this long email, he said, the way you talk about it in a way that's like, don't you don't say kill all pedophiles but oh, you God, actually yeah. say hey maybe there should be some resources like mm-hmm. a fucking anonymous hotline that you can call and get support uh-huh. because otherwise you're shunned right. from society you're going to get mad you're going to hate yourself you're going to kill yourself or you're going to do the thing that you're yeah. not supposed to be doing yeah because i and truly he, believe you can't help having those feelings but you can absolutely not fuck kids you can totally not fuck we kids ha- we really know that you can not fuck kids this american life episode called tart and feather they interviewed a yeah. pedophile with a voice uh, disguise on and the, the, that person did not commit any acts against children and created a resource online for other ped- yes. people who had pedophilic instincts who d- also did not fuck children and if you fucked kids you were booted out of the group i believe right because yes, i yes. listened to that as well that is correct and now look i can talk about this because i i don't have children i have a nephew if anyone fucking touched him i would probably murder them so i i, right. I can speak about this from a, a place that I, I don't know any you know I don't have the personal experience so I'm not as angrily fueled I can actually let my logic through which but we're is also rare. trying to stop it before it happens I mean right. like because that's the thing and I and you do need to talk to your kids I mean you know, maybe not in so many words but you need to have conversations with children and my mom certainly did about, about like, a bad touch if yeah, a bad touch or if an adult comes up to you in a certain way or like you know a, a, a Interactions that are appropriate between adults and kids, and that's why it's important to, if a kid does not want to be hugged by a strange adult, to allow them to make that choice and not yep. force them to receive kisses and hugs from fucking. It doesn't matter who it is. If you don't want to fucking kiss your grandpa, you don't have to, because you know what? Maybe that kid has an instinct that you're missing out on, because kids have this very pure kind of like an animal, uh, this instinct about other human beings, where as adults try to rationalize based on other things that we know about these people. Yeah, absolutely. So there needs to be resources. And because if to, to have the option of hope for somebody who is mm-hmm. uh, uh, who has the terrible misfortune of having these fucking urges. Yeah, I can't even imagine. That's how we start preventing tra- children from being raped and touched. Yeah, I, it's just what ugh, I just the people the, the, the fact that there is such a large chunk of people who do shy away from it. I'm like, you guys are making the problem worse. Yeah, because it makes fucks. I know it makes you feel uncomfortable. I was like, you know what else makes people feel uncomfortable? Kids getting fucked. So yeah. just, we have to talk about it. Yeah. And I'm so I, I was just so happy to see uh, a documentary. I mean, there's so few even pieces of media about it. So it's like that the Tartan Feathered podcast. There was a pedophile pervert what, pervert park pervert park. Yeah. Pervert oh, park. Yeah. I mean, they should have called it pedophile park. Even that they couldn't call it pedophile park i'm sure there was a because yeah. that would have been like you know that would have been like the appropriate name pedophiles. they were all pedophiles and um it's 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 yes it's uncomfortable and it's, it's gross, gross it's disgusting yes. it's it's unimaginable we got to keep talking about the stuff and that's what's going to birth the hope that something will be done about it yeah because it's it's just i mean it's just happening to too many people and it's you know just like any type of survivor these people have intense trauma that they're living with that affects the the rest of their lives and also they're carrying this shame that they shouldn't because they're kids and they didn't do anything wrong um all right yeah topic pivot 
<laughs> before we had, uh, before we introduce uh, the guest this week, who is uh, an incredible discussion. I'm so excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luminary. Guys, we fucked. We're not on a network, but we have joined. We are partners with Luminary, um, which you can listen to. It's, it's an app. It's going to be available starting April 15th. It'll be available for iPhones and Androids for free. You can listen to any podcast on this app. So if you're a podcast person, um, it's kind of like a Google or a Stitcher, Stitcher play in that it gets feeds of all of the podcasts. So you can you don't have to jump around from app to app um, to listen to podcasts that you like. And then starting April 29th, Luminary subscription service starts. So what that means is for a monthly fee of $7.99, you can listen to the newest episodes of Guys We Fucked starting April 29th. Um, all of the other Old episodes will be available on the app. Um, if you sign up by going to luminary.link slash GWF, it'll be in the subscription, uh, the description of this podcast, luminary.link slash GWF, you get your first month for free. You can cancel at any time, uh, but you also knock a dollar off of your monthly rate for the rest of that year. So that means it's $6.99 a month for the first year. If you go to luminary.link slash GWF, and if you refer friends, you even save more. So you'll get a referral link once you sign up. If you get eight friends to join, well, seven technically, I guess, uh, the rest of the year, uh, your first entire year is completely free. Um, and there's an early sign-up sweepstakes where you'll be enrolled to win experiences from Luminary's podcast creators. Us. Yeah. But if you go to that link to sign up, the GWF link, that means you're going to win an experience with us. You're automatically entered into that. Yeah. And that is um, for only four people in the USA, 18 years and older, no... It says no purchase necessary, but I mean, I guess the subscription is necessary. Oh, yeah. Well, um, if you do the free monthly trial, right. and then you cancel, then yeah. you don't purchase anything. Yeah, so the, the resident of the continental U.S., and uh, that sweepstakes ends April 22nd. So you, you, gotta, you get all these perks if you sign up by April 22nd. Okay, our guests this weekend. One is an 11-year-old drag kid, awarded LGBTQ advocate, outspoken gay youth, editorial and runway model, public speaker performer and founder of his own drag house and the other person is his loving supportive incredible mother ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the show desmond, desmond is, is amazing, amazing and his and momager, his momager wendy. wendy so tell me your favorite song and i'll learn to sing and i'll sing it all wrong but i'll scream here with Desmond is amazing. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and his dragature slash mom, Wendy. Hello. Hi, guys. Very happy you're here. Thanks for coming out. No problemo. I love your, both of you have amazing hair. Thanks. Colorful hair. It's really beautiful. Do you switch the colors in your hair, Desmond? Often? Not really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> so, Desmond, you are a drag queen. 
Drag kid. Drag kid. Oh, drag okay. kid, yeah. Drag kid. Drag kid. No, see, drag queen hits when you're 18, right? <laughs> Is that the rule? <laughs> well, for a drag kid, how much I've never you're the first drag kid I've ever been introduced to. I learned about you on Instagram. I thought you were, as the name mentions, amazing. Mm-hmm. So well done. Great name. Great branding. Um, and uh, are you are you the first drag kid you know? Or did you see another drag kid and say, Hey, I want to do that? I was the first ever drag kid in the history of drag kid drag kittery (laughs) drag kid hall of fame wall is there a drag kid hall of fame wall i don't know maybe (laughs) so what made you want to become a drag kid well i was watching rupaul's drag race when i was two and i was like playing with my trains lolly da then i saw the show come on i'm like looking up at the tv screen and i'm like desmond's looking up at the tv screen guys you're just mesmerized and then uh after the show was over um i um grabbed some of like my mom's dresses and put them on and put some of her high heels on and walked around the house <laughs> you were like this is fun yeah <laughs> and so this is when you're two years old so you're, you're a very you're you were just done with other stuff when you saw this when, when you saw rupaul's drag drag race is that correct mm-hmm. and what did you like about the drag queens that you saw on tv they were dressing up as characters and being themselves yeah yeah and it's we live in a world i feel like where people so often aren't themselves or don't have the freedom yeah. to be themselves so it's really nice to see somebody just without any cares corinne um when we started working together um she would take me to drag shows a lot and i we go often and (laughs) drag shows to me are the some of the best nights i ever have yeah because it's just it's inclusive it's fun and it's people being stepping into a character and it feels like they're just being so free and that's amazing to watch do you feel free when you perform drag very much so (laughs) (laughs) do you feel free in other areas of your life or is that for you the time when you feel most yourself i feel like myself all the time good well that's that's, i mean that's a great sound piece and so currently you're 11 years old is that correct i'm approximately 11 million years old 11 million wow that's old 11 going on 80 grand (laughs) (laughs) so um so so what's it like for you so how do you decide when you do drag how do you decide what do you want to wear how do you want to do the makeup how did you learn to do makeup i have so many questions about like just how getting into that and learning the skills that are required because drag queens and drag kids i would imagine you have to be kind of like a seamstress a wardrobe person because that's really your outfit yeah. is, is huge you have to pick out the music the piece you have to choreograph your own stuff yeah and the makeup and all of that so how did you start learning about this uh you watch rupaul's drag race but how do you get the skills uh i just taught myself using like drag queen books with like drag queen pictures mm-hmm. in them um and um the costumes i just get something out of the craft room Ask my mom, do you like this? We, all, <laughs> we always agree. And then uh, if me and her like it, then we do it. If we don't like it, then uh, we don't do it and we pick something else. Have you ever picked out an outfit and your mom was like, you can't wear that? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you decide what song you want to you wanna use? Because I would imagine that's the backbone of, of the performance for each gig, right? Uh my mom sometimes puts on, puts on these songs from the 90s when she was in high school in the 90s. And um, I like the song so much that I say, Ma, can I, can I lip sync this? And she's like, okay. <laughs> 
And then how long does it take you to choreograph it? Not long. Maybe like two nights. Wow. Dang. And is it just you working alone or is your dragager there with you slash mom? Yeah, my mom's a really good dancer. Oh, okay. Ooh. Not. <laughs> she can do a split. Wow. <laughs> and she can do an aerial somersault twist. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> She's a gymnast. Right? That's incredible. That one I feel like might, based on your mom's reaction, might not be true. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's walk through your life a little bit. So before you saw your first ever episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, what was life like for you? I mean, you're obviously so young, but like, what were you doing before drag? If you even remember, or maybe uh, your mom. When I was two? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Crying. Oh, why? Because <laughs> that's what all babies do. Right. That's true. Probably that's giving true. my mom and dad a headache. <laughs> <laughs> you are an old soul, my friend. Do you remember any interests <clears throat> that you had? Like, were you in the arts at all? Dancing? I love or? trains. Trains. Oh, okay. yeah. So you were into trains. Yeah. And so now, what you do drag, What? how often, how much of your life does that consume? Uh, I think it's just an everyday thing for me. And I don't think it consumes time. I just do it. And it's like, yeah. Yes, it's just like queen. part of who you are yeah. now. And what grade are you in? I am in the sixth grade. And next year will be seventh, right? Mm-hmm. How do you like sixth grade? It's meh. Yeah. I kind of felt Silly that Silly things. My mom, some, some of them things are like so new, like letters. My mom don't understand it. Letters as in writing letters? Well... That's something my generation did. I don't think your generation has to worry about that as much. No, no, like the, uh, the like the adding the letters, but oh, do you mean in math? Yeah. Oh, oh like yes. a squared plus b algebra. cubed, all that stuff. Oh, okay, so algebra. Yeah, they have the core method now, and we didn't learn that, so oh, that okay, blows my mind why they need all these extra steps to, to you know solve an equation. Some some re- some real. Life math problems are so silly, like blah, 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 was driving up a hill at uh, 60 knots. Knots? <laughs> oh, in a boat? Uh, no, in the car. Okay. How many miles per hour was he going? And you just put, he can just look at the speedometer. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's a 1920 car. Wow, dang, you know your cars. <laughs> what, what an innovative answer. So what about like social life in school for you? Like, do you have friends that you love? Do you have... I have a lot of fans at school. Fans? Oh, uh-huh. that's awesome. So people, do people kind of look at you as Desmond is amazing when you're at school? Yeah. Yeah. And do, are, are, so most of your, your, all your friends are supportive? Yeah. That's really cool. Um, are, do, does anybody give you flack for, for what doing drag being a drag no. kid no. no that well that's good that's good to know because i remember i got bullied in school for just the dumbest stuff and uh and that's amazing i'm glad that mom that, did you ever get bullied in school um <clears throat> probably but i didn't pay it much attention that's a good that's a good attitude to have it's yeah it's hard not to, it's hard it was hard for me not to internalize it and i know a lot of a lot of kids get bullied in school like do you have any advice for anybody getting bullied in school like how they can either uh, just just how they can rephrase how they think it in their head uh my motto be yourself always my anyone says i hate a hate no because it'll never be fierce as you and i that's a good motto yeah. 
<laughs> you say that so quick. I know. I was like, I was like, we might have to say it again slower yeah, what's so the that motto? everyone yeah. can really. My motto is uh-huh. be yourself always, no matter what anyone says, and pay the haters no, because I'll never be as first as you and I. Okay, so be yourself no no matter what and anyone sa- and, anyone says, uh-huh. and pay the haters no mind, because they'll never be as because they'll never be as fierce as you and I. Is that correct? Yeah. Got it. Okay, <laughs> and then you have to do the sound with your mouth, but I honestly don't think I can do that. Right. Oh, wow, that's good. You yeah. try it, Ma. I can't do it. Yeah. My mom does it like this. <laughs> <laughs> some, some people don't. I guess I, I can't do it that as hard as you can either. I like, yeah, there's there's nothing going on up there. That's, <laughs> it's very impressive. It's not easy to do. Um, so there's the drag video of you performing at New York City Pride in 2015 mm-hmm. that went viral. And that's kind of what started a lot of people talking about you. Yeah. Um, what was it like to have a performance of yours go viral? It was crazy, but um, I thought it was going to last forever. It only lasted for like a few like a few weeks and then like there were barely anyone talking about me well so w- when you when you filmed it did you hope that it was going to go viral and that you did you hope that everyone was going to see it no i was just like being myself like working being, it yeah. right and then so when you say that it didn't go on forever did you hope that like did the it did it feel good and you wanted it to go on forever mm-hmm. yeah but you got a lot of interviews out of that out of yeah. that video right so so that's that's exciting but then like uh in like 2017 i did the legacy ball and then just went up and what's the legacy yeah. ball it's uh i have it on tip my tongue <laughs> a voguing ball oh yes a voguing ball Oh, voguing ball. And can yeah. you explain to anybody who doesn't know what voguing is? Because I'm vaguely familiar. I know Madonna's saying it. is a type of dance that someone does. Well, how, what's like a dance move that's like, is that where that you frame your face with your hands? Yeah, like, is, is, yeah. is, is it more than that? Or is that all voguing is? That it can't go beyond that because that's all I know it to be. You can go way beyond that. You can do like uh, a dip. Then <laughs> do a dip. Do you always have to have your hands framing your face though while you're dipping? Mm-mm. No. Okay. So that's just like a starting point, and then you can kind of go wild from there. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So, so you 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 are somebody who I'm sure inspires a lot of people uh-huh. because I don't know if you've noticed, but sometimes people grow up to become adults who who for whatever reason don't feel free and feel themselves and feel yeah. like they can act like themselves. And a lot of times I've noticed over the years that that can make somebody not say nice things or be mean or cruel to other people because they're not happy with themselves but uh is there any time in your life or any area in your life whether it's school or or hanging out with your friends where you feel any type of constriction like you feel like you can't be yourself around xyz well i think i should always be myself because i don't want to lose any confidence in myself and in my opinion for you um listening out there i think that uh you should be uh, accepting of yourself because when a negative thing comes comes up, uh, you'll be able to deal with it. That's just what I think. But no, that's true. Not. I'm actually reading a book about self esteem, and that's like if you have strong self esteem, you're able to handle any situation as it comes at you with like mm. grace and ease. Yes, yeah, but wow. not not good. Well, I don't know if you know this, but like loving yourself and having self-esteem and self-confidence, especially as young as 11 years old, is very rare. I'm 33 and like most people my age don't even have self-confidence, which, you know, that uh, that uh, that will that's that will provide a lot of uh, issues later, but you don't have to worry (laughs) about them now. Um, So do you think where do you think your self-esteem comes from? Did you always have it? Did your parents teach it to you? Is there a particular like performer who you watch who makes you feel confident? 
uh, I think I was just born confident. <laughs> yeah. And can, mo- and mom slash dragager, can you uh, can you confirm this or confirm or deny? Uh, probably he was born that way. <laughs> <laughs> but you- he did listen to a lot of Gaga when he was small, so maybe that was it. Oh, Lady Gaga, very empowering. She yes. is very empowering. And and now, uh, like, do you 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 you're married? Correct. I am. So you and your husband, did you set up like a confident household? Was that something you worked on, or was it just kind of like be who you be who you are, just nurturing the child? Yeah, you just have. nurturing the child and letting him develop yeah. and explore his interest, really. Mm-hmm. And when did you kind of realize perhaps Desmond was amazing, more amazing than <sighs> more amazing other than most? <laughs> Uh, what he used to steal my sheets, especially fitted sheets. He used to take cardboard, bubble wrap, um, towels, basically <laughs> anything he could get his hands on to create these really crazy outfits that, you know, maybe he could have worked for Alexander McQueen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I noticed he had like a, a knack for fashion and he still loves fashion. Um, and then once he like discovered that he could just mix it all together and create characters i think that's when it really snapped for him i think it was about when he was six seven years old he really wanted to be elsa for frozen from ah. frozen so he got the costume and it's like something just clicked there and it was for the uh, halloween parade right yeah we went to the village halloween parade that year he shredded it of course nice <laughs> Don't doubt it. Now, um, I know like some performers, like my favorite performer in the world is Beyonce. Mm -hmm. And she's talked a lot about how she can be kind of introverted when she's not performing. And then when she is performing, she talks about how she feels like a different person. Sasha Fierce is her like onstage ego or alter ego. Do you feel like you step into a character when you're doing drag or do you feel like it's just more of an extension of yourself? I think it's just me being me and um, I don't think it's any extension or uh, I don't think I just go into like personality mode. I think it's just me being me. Man, you are a well-adjusted kid. <laughs> um, and now, uh, how like how do you, how does a, a drag kid get started in drag? Either of you can answer this question. And like when you go to your mom, like it's because you know drag is happening, and I know some problems yeah. arise from this in in bars, in theaters, and it's mostly older people, but. There's nothing. I mean, I've watched a lot of drag in my life. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are maybe unclear about what the art of drag is and are lumping it in with other things like stripping, which is a completely different thing. Can you clarify that a little bit for yeah, us? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, mm-hmm. uh, drag <laughs> is just a way of dressing yourself and becoming a character. Um, it's a form of art. And um, I think you should uh, accept that because it's, like someone dressing up it's just basically someone dressing up but it's playing pretend yeah and so the and like in the opposite like stripping would be taking clothes off drag you're actually wearing more clothes than you usually wear correct yeah and people like people like i don't i lost my dot (laughs) that's okay mom (laughs) do you want to step in while you think yeah i'll step in i think that it's uh they get the idea that he's stripping because a couple numbers he likes to do reveals for instance Mm -hmm. For yeah, his Gwen a, Stefani yeah. number, yeah. he used to come out in a nightgown with some dolls. Yeah. And then he would take off the nightgown and he would be dressed like Gwen Stefani, like completely dressed underneath. Mm-hmm. But people still called that stripping. And, you know, as far as I know, stripping is when you take clothes off to get more naked. That's pretty much the definition. Yeah. yeah and he wasn't <laughs> getting naked. He just, he was fully clothed. And it's so funny to me that people would say that's stripping. So, yeah, I think you're right. And it's that something that... People don't understand. 
they're going to make it into something else so I that it fits their narrative. I think mm-hmm. people should just uh, accept drag and just accept that it's a type of art that people do. Um, sure, it's not like all like lots of art, but it's a type of art form. Yeah, well, for sure. And I think because sometimes you know, as a comedian, a lot of comedy happens in bars, and I do think that's part of the reason why sometimes comedy is on the like the uh, on like the lower end of the totem pole as far as like the level of respect it gets as an art form, mm-hmm. because you know people say, "Oh, you're doing it in a bar. You're doing it in this space where you go at night, where you drink, where you get loose." But comedy is amazing the same way uh, drag can be amazing, and it can change change the life of the person doing it. it can change the life of the person watching it um and just to go back um to the word reveal i don't know if everyone's like drag fluent but reveal is an actual drag term meaning you take a piece of clothing off but you're not revealing a body part you are revealing another outfit sometimes you can reveal another wig you can reveal a prop like the violet trotsky one oh i don't know that one what's remember the one where she did that fashion show Oh, yes. She, like, pulled a string and a whole new outfit just appeared. Cool. Or Sasha Velour did one, too, where she took off her wig and rose petals fell off of it. If someone called that stripping, then that's just, like... They have a weird definition of stripping. Yeah. (laughs) Well, again, I think it's just, you know, because drag is not something that everyone's, you know, everyone's kind of seen comedy. Everyone's probably actually more familiar with what stripping is as a form of self-expression than drag because drag is just not... Oh, it's not like you're not gonna ever you know turn on the TV until RuPaul's Drag Race came on and see drag. It just wasn't something that was we had culture. you know welcomed as mainstream entertainment in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you like? What do you hope for the future of drag uh, as an art form? And how do you think we can like people can get more involved in it or enjoy it or understand it more? What are what are things that people can do? Uh, I think people just need to accept the fact that people like to dress up uh, like, what would you call it? Dress up in drag. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and so in your in your experience, Wendy, and, like, uh, were you familiar with drag as an art form before uh, watching RuPaul's Drag Race or before Desmond got really in, in, interested in it? Um, not extensively. As much as I had seen was uh, like RuPaul's um, supermodel video and mm. you would see him like on MTV and I think he had like a talk show for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, very occasionally you'd see characters on like Kids in the Hall. Mm-hmm. I think I'm probably dating myself <laughs> no, now. No, Kids in the Hall is great. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, or you see him like on skits like on Saturday Night Live or something and um, so I never, I nearly, I never was one that was going to like a lot of drag shows or really immersed in the culture but I did kind of have an idea of what it was. Do you remember your first formal uh, performance as a drag kid? I think it was one of Secret Project Robot, right? I think that, oh, uh, I don't know. I think that could have been your solo yeah. official performance. But <clears throat> here, you did do a performance in Jinx Monsoon's music video yeah, the bacon when you were shake. seven. Yeah. Bacon Shake. So your first solo performance that was live, mm-hmm. how long ago was that? Is that 2018? Maybe January 2018? No, it was 2017. No, 2000. yeah, no I eight, think you're right. No, 18. Remember, because sure? we start the Legacy Ball in 2017. You're right. Early 18? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. And so how did recently, you, yeah. How did you book it? How did you get in? How did you know where to go? And and, and Desmond, were you like, I need, to, I want to perform now. I want to see, a sh- I want to be a part of a show. Uh, well, my mom uh, does my emails. And, um... She, uh, 
I believe it was Horachata that had reached out and said, we would just love to have Desmond come and perform. Um, we have a performance space and, uh, you know, we'll make it a, a the, uh, the people that when he comes to perform, they're very respectful of the fact that he's a kid. So, you know, they want to make it a safe environment. Um, it was an all ages show. Uh, so, I mean, it was just a really positive experience. And it's I love I liked what you said in one of the I think it was like a CBS morning interview about the the the, the woman interviewing you was asking about uh, people sexualizing it and what do you say to that and your answer was something along the lines of like well if they're sexualizing that that's their problem which it I really couldn't is. agree more because I feel like drag drag is something I love going to drag shows so much because it just instills in me this like playfulness and confidence and but something that is sexy it's just something it's a totally different category. Mm-hmm. So does that do you does do people come at you with that a lot? They do. They come at me a lot with that. Um, I just I think it's ridiculous because when kids are kids, I mean their bodies are kind of almost the same. Yeah. Uh, you know, does it's not till later they you know develop sexual features or whatever. So if yeah. you're looking at a kid who's basically, I mean, they're kids. Why are you thinking about sex? It really, really yeah. disturbs me. Like, that's your first thought. And it's the same way with people that scream pedophile. Like, why are you making that connection? It just, it disturbs me Yeah, terribly. what in your head is happening that that's where you're going with that? Yeah. Like, look in the mirror, my friend. Right, exactly. because I mean, like, most kids are like, you know, they like, you know, like, there's like sex. Like, they have the same exact, like, you said body type. Mm-hmm. And, um, and beauty pageants for, for young girls. It's like, well, how are you not giving that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Your priorities are all very skewed. Exactly. I mean, and when you go to the beach, you'll see both sexes of kids running around with, like, just no shirt on. Yeah. And, I mean, is that sexy too? you do you find is there something about a child's body that's sexy it disturbs me i think that um i heard the story about a girl who just wore a dress for picture day and she got suspended because her shoulder was out really Uh uh-huh because they thought the boys would you know like and and what that says i think and, and tell me if you agree desmond is like Okay, so the school officials are determining that the young boys around her can't handle a, sh- a bare shoulder. And because of that, we need to make this girl change what she's wearing or go home or get suspended. Yeah, she And got it's insulting suspended. to the boys and it's also insulting to her because then their solution is, uh, oh, okay, let's change what she's doing. Yeah. And not rectify any inappropriate behavior on a, another student's part. Yeah, it's very much victim shaming. Like if, if a yeah. boy is attracted to someone's shoulder, um, I mean, yeah, just you know, you can you can recognize that in your head, yeah. and you don't have mm-hmm. to be disrespectful. Well, it's you know also about I mean? self-control. I mean, yeah. even if I, I don't know many boys who their number one favorite body part is shoulder, but if I were to come across that person, like, I mean, even if you are attracted, like part of being a human being is to sometimes feel a sexual urge and not act on it. Yeah, yeah. which, you know, if, <laughs> many unfortunately, times. if you ever look at the news, you <laughs> see a lot of stories of people who cannot contain themselves or control themselves. And, it, and it's like, it's, it's interesting for Corinne and I, especially because, the conversation around inappropriate what's inappropriate behavior and then just like hitting puberty and all that stuff like when I was a kid that was not talked about in my household at all and it was kind of I got the vibe from my parents that it was something inappropriate that we don't talk about and I think as a result then I would suppress that part of me because I thought it was bad or it would make my parents feel weird and I didn't want to do that um but I remember so you're in sixth grade and Mm -hmm. I had um 
uh, sex education in sixth grade. That's when I first had it. it was called Same. family life. Did you did you he- already have it's that? called health? Health, yeah, health class. That's mm-hmm. a common. Mm-hmm. And I talked about puberty. Yeah, I was like, going to ask you like what topics because every school district is very like, different. Like nutrients and like how to brush your teeth and wash your hands. Oh, oh they went good. over the basics. That's I was like, I, I, wow. I wish I, they would have taught me that. Oh, I was like, they went over that a little earlier. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was like, New York City's a little late on that. <laughs> my, mom, my mom's dream job when she was little it went to be, was to be a fashion designer, but her parents wouldn't let her. Yeah, that's true. Tell them why. <laughs> yeah, Wendy, if tell them why. <laughs> my parents were very much against me going to fashion school because, one, they said that nobody ever makes it in that industry and I'll end up poor. <laughs> And okay. two, they, my parents are very much uh, Roman Catholic conservative, yeah. mm. so they did not like the fact that I would be around um, a lot of gay people. Oh, wow. Wow. And now the fashion now. industry is very, <laughs> right? The irony. Oh my gosh, it burned, Desmond. <laughs> so that's very, I'm glad you brought this up because, so how is your relationship with, with your grandparents then? Oh, both my parents are dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Were they? Did they pass away before Desmond was born? Or no, okay. no. But was there a time I, when Desmond w- showed his interest in drag when they were right? Alive? Yeah, they never had contact with him. Um, they oh. had become so disapproving of my lifestyle that I decided of I really didn't life. need to talk to people who were going to cause me that much grief <gasps> in my yeah. life. But wait, you didn't go to fashion school, so why were I they disappointed? Did. Yeah, what did you? Right. What, what, what was your? What did they? What, what, did, what, did, they, what did you do? Well, Desmond has an older sister, and the fact that I had a child out of wedlock was (gasps) inexcusable to them (laughs) oh my goodness wow and that and well good good on you for understanding that your your expectations of me are completely inappropriate because nothing I'm doing is bad. Like a lot, I feel like a lot of people, especially when when religion is involved, there's a lot. It's a lot of guilt based, mm-hmm. and I know religion can do amazing things for people, but it's really hard for me to wrap my head around uh, supporting any type of religion that is that 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 would not include a group of people for something as simple as who they choose to love. That is the least. Like Jesus would be so annoyed if he knew that was happening. I feel. I don't, you know. Exactly. I mean, this but is, my mom's this is a pretty good sewer. I I'm hey, a good awesome. sewer. Uh, I mean, the extent of it was that we had an uncle, my mother's brother, who had AIDS in the '90s, and when he would come to visit, they would actually throw away the plates. And I'm not talking wow. about. We're talking about like, you know, regular plates, not disposable plates, like porcelain. Trying exactly. to play. Yeah. Wow. silverware, glasses. It was just really cruel, and <sighs> so I knew that if. I was uh, displeasing them. I would end up in that sort of category and I just wasn't going to live like that, constantly trying to please someone that I can't please. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, that's incredible that you had the where, the self-esteem to do that because mm-hmm. uh, so many people cave under that, especially when it's your parents because you learn from your parents. You learn how to, that's your first example of how to act, how to interact, how to behave, mm-hmm. manners, all of those things. So was there a moment, was that the moment when you, you saw how they treated your uncle where you you real understood that I'm going to have to disassociate myself. It wasn't until they started uh, coming at me because I was having a child out of wedlock because I I didn't choose to marry my daughter's, uh, you know, father, father mm-hmm. because he, I just didn't think it was going to be a long-term thing. It just wasn't going to work out. 
And, uh, but thinking back to the way my parents acted, it made me realize that when a lot of these people out there say, I'm brainwashing Desmond, my parents were very strict on me. Mm. And I have not, I mean, they weren't able to brainwash me, obviously. I came up with my own views along the way. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> think it's possible through influence and what your interests are to brainwash someone into doing something otherwise i'd be seen here being a conservative catholic as well ah uh, and that doesn't sound like a fun path no <laughs> and so how did you choose what, what can i ask how old you were when you had your first your very first child i was 22 okay so 22 and then uh how did you did you have like a an idea of how you're going to raise her like a plan or did you kind of go along the same path as you did with desmond where like i'm gonna let her choose kind of what she wants to do or I did uh, I was a single parent for a long time I know that a lot of people shame single parents but I think it was crazy. just really uh, it was hard work I worked two jobs and managed to keep food on the table and raise her um, she was raised a little bit differently because with Desmond I'm a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. so he gets more attention with her I was working two jobs so I wasn't there as much mm -hmm. as I am with Desmond she worked at Disneyland I did <gasps> really? yes cool the overnight shift it was very creepy wait Disneyland <laughs> has overnight shifts oh, no. yes to restock the store so in the morning they're ready for the tourists why was it creepy did you see ghosts no nobody's oh. I was like all the lights are off and there's nobody there's... no tourists nothing yeah. Yeah. theme parks in the dark when everything is off I I've been in one like Sesame Place. It was, it, they are very scary. They're very Whoa. scary. Yeah. yeah. So, was there other staff, staff employees? Was there what? Other staff employees? Oh, of course there was. Um, so, but yes, I also encouraged her to, you know, follow her interests. And for a long time, she would have crazy hairdos or she'd be into this or that. And I think that's really important because you can't really just make a mini me version of yourself. You need to let someone develop their own mm. tastes and their own ideas. And as long as they're not hurting themselves or anybody else, why not? Yeah, because then you're gonna rate, you're gonna you're going to put a human out into the world who's confident and has their own ideas and can think independently. And we need more of that because that's so rare. Yes. Um, I do you mind if I we go back to the subject? I'm I'm just curious, but if you don't feel comfortable talking about it, if it's like a weird, just let me know. But the health class, um, because curriculums are so different in from school district to school district, where you are in the country, what school you go to, um, what other topics did they cover in health class, and how did you? Did you want to hear about it? Were you like, no, 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 I don't care? Because I, I kind of had that attitude when I took health class in sixth grade. I just do my notes and try to get a good grade so I can go on to the next grade. Oh, <laughs> oh. What other topics did they cover? Uh, like emotions. Oh, really? Yeah, like... Uh, That's awesome. What, what kind about of emotions? Yeah. Like, like uh, physical health stuff like, and bullying. So like emotions, you mean like mental health? Like if yeah. you feel sad yeah. kind of stuff? Oh, that's great. That's really good to hear. I'm not sure if they've gotten into the nitty gritty of sex education oh, yet. Oh, okay. That's where I was getting at. Yeah, it comes so late. Um, did they talk about anything? Did they talk about, I mean, like, did they get into things like, you know, heterosexuality? Because I know for like my health class, uh, it was, they were only talking about heterosexuality like there wasn't it wasn't even kind of an option on the on the table to be gay or to be trans is that something that's ever discussed in the school no 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 i don't think they've ever evolved that curriculum mm -hmm. uh, okay yeah and there's certain things like my health class 
um, they would cover contraception and stuff, but they would only they would just do it was a very it was from a very male point of view. It's like, well, okay, we may, we make all the kids learn about the male sexuality a little more, mm-hmm. and it's, that that was I've, uh, later on in life I realized how frustrating that was. <laughs> um, have you had um, a sex talk with with Desmond? Have you or is that my pa- I my parent my mom tried to when I was ten years old and I <laughs> ran away. Uh, <laughs> no, no, yes, we have. No, we are not. We can talk about this with mom. So if you don't, yeah, if you don't want to yeah, be here for it, it but it does, it, it we don't want to make you uncomfortable. That's completely understandable. I <laughs> dodged that subject like the plague when I was a kid, so because I did not want to talk about. It. I don't know why though. I guess I was embarrassed, but I I couldn't pinpoint why I was embarrassed. Um, but do you feel that? Do you feel like a little like embarrassed or shy or something when that when that subject comes up? either in school or with your parents. I'm going to take the ducking as a yeah. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. I felt the same way. I felt the exact same way. We have not. (laughs) Well, I mean, he answers the same kind of questions. uh, I mean, he asks the same kind of questions that other kids would ask. We have two parakeets, a male and a female, who are constantly mating. And uh, he asks questions, you know, what is, what are they doing? How does, how do they make the egg? What comes out of the male? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. how does it work? And so I answer those questions, you know, factually. Right. And he also asks questions about puberty. What's going to happen to his body? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, things like that. So very appropriate for his age. Yeah. Because, well, yeah, because you're, uh, what, at what age does a child experience it's 11 or 12, right? Mm-hmm. 12, 13? Yeah, I think that's the start of it. Yeah. And how do you, do you have any opinions on puberty, Desmond, or are you just kind of neutral about it? You're not really sure, you know? I don't, I don't have a big mustache. <laughs> well, that luckily you can prevent if you get a razor and shave it. <laughs> you just take it, it off, yeah. <laughs> It depends. Um, and so, uh, do you know any other? Do you you identify as gay? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when when did you when did you have these feelings? Because I know like a lot of my gay friends are like, oh, I knew when I was three years old. I knew ever since I I was put on the surf. <laughs> and like, what is that? What does being gay mean to you? Because like, it, 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 I think people think like you know they're only thinking about it as like as like a sexual thing, but I yeah. feel like it's I feel like it's more than that. I'm not gay, so I'm not sure. So that's for you to answer. But from what I've talked about with my friends, or did you was that a conversation that you had with your mom, or did you guys? Well, kind I of came just, out to my mom when I was nine. And what made you I want think you to were do ten? That? <laughs> nine. And do you remember? Do you remember that conversation? You don't? Do you? Mom? I do. He just came and told me that he thought he was gay. But it wasn't much of a surprise to me because, mm-hmm. um, and not because of his interest, no, because he, he would be coming home and like, Sh- he would come home and second grade and tell me about his crushes. Oh, but that's, that's why I have crushes. I don't want to make you feel uncomfortable, Desmond, but that's totally cool because that's just, as you said, that's who, I forgot your whole thing, but that's part of who you are and you're fierce. How does that make you feel though? Like how, when you're like talking about that, is that, what does that bring up? Do you get uncomfortable? Do you feel anxious? Do you feel glad, sad? Shy. Shy. Yeah. And I think that's a great reaction because I think for any 11 year old, whether you're heterosexual, homosexual, trans, anything, it's like the same reaction. And there's something really nice about that uh, because people try to always like, you know, separate being gay from being straight as if they are so different. But the like the life experience, the feelings that you feel, the shyness that you feel, no matter who you're having a crush on is very much the same. It's part of being a human person, too. 
Um, mm-hmm. That you say trans, uh, I think a lot of people think like that uh, drag queens are like, like want to be trans. Exactly. I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something I wanted to discuss. A lot of people, I think, do, and especially in um, articles and and like protests or whatever I've been reading about you, it seems to me people are confusing being uh, a drag kid with being a trans kid. Can you speak a little bit about that and maybe the difference between being trans and being a drag kid? Uh, when you're doing drag, you're just uh, dressing up. Mm-hmm. When you're trans, um, however you think of it, there's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Like no one's gonna attack you on here. Don't worry. Yep, me out, ma. <laughs> yeah, I, when you're trans, you just you feel inside that you were born the wrong sex, the wrong yeah. gender, mm-hmm. that you were assigned the wrong gender at birth. Yeah, so it's more. It seems to me like we we're more like, oh no, I should be living my life as not the gender that I was born yeah. as, what, or how people identify me as, or how my body would say to anybody I that mean, I am. I mean, there are drag queens that are trans, like sure. government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, but you are just, you're just a boy who sometimes likes to dress as a girl. Is that mm-hmm. accurate? Cha-ching. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Do you know any other kids your age who are trans or gay or who openly talk about that kind of thing? Uh, yes, a lot, but yeah. not at my school. And where do you meet these other kids? Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Uh, so do you reach out to them? Do they reach out to you? They usually reach out to me. And what kinds of things do they reach out to you for? Oh, we love you so much. And um, my mom, me and my mom, we look at the thing and we say thank you so much. Oh, that's awesome. Like it's giving them kind of, it's, you know, because I think we talk a lot in media today about representation and a lot of times we think about that more as like, you know, racially, but people forget that being a drag (coughs) kid, being trans, that's also part of representation and it makes you feel less weird for being exactly who you are. Would you agree with that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Do you see, do you watch programs with, um, or like TV shows or movies with, you know, young people dressing in drag or... Yeah. Yeah? All the time. Is there anything that you would recommend um, to some young listeners out there? Yeah, that they can watch. That would help. Maybe if they're... Maybe if they... Kinky Boots. Oh, oh yeah. That's great. a great recommendation. recommendation. I love Kinky Boots. It's really good. And do you feel... I would imagine that a lot of kids, if they grew up in a different, you know, a conservative part of the country, um, which a lot of the country is, mm-hmm. um, and maybe they have the desire and they get excited about the idea of like I want to put on a dress and like do a number and dance and they don't maybe they can't say oh this is drag but they they want to do that but the people around them don't want to um, encourage that at all I would imagine they would look at you as a role model um, as somebody that helps them understand that it's not weird it's okay to be yourself and it's better you're better off being yourself and so if somebody doesn't like what I'm doing that's their problem do you feel like um, do you feel like a role model I feel like a role model to a lot of people, and it feels very nice because uh, I think being a role model is very uh, good because you're inspiring other people and helping them. I mean, I've got messages like, I was thinking I was going to commit suicide, but then I saw you, and in retrospect, I kind of saved your lives. How does that make you feel? That makes me feel very great. I'm like a hero. Yeah. Do you ever feel um, any responsibility as, as a role model to a lot of young kids? And adults, I'm sure. Yeah. I feel like it's a big responsibility. So are there certain things that you do or don't do to make sure that you continue to be a good role model? 
Yeah, like I don't do like weird poses that aren't appropriate for my like a kid my age, and um, make sure my dr- dresses and outfits are always appropriate. Mm-hmm. And was that a conversation that you had with your mom? Mm-hmm. Like, were were there any yeah. dance moves or or things you wanted to wear that you were like, oh, this is just what I want to wear? And then your mom kind of did you have that kind of conversation? I don't even know if we had a conversation. He's no. just always been uh, very oh, yeah. insistent on being kid appropriate. Yeah. And wow. he's even kind of uh, at times poo-pooed uh, when he sees other drag kids that are maybe wearing something a little bit too short, like too short of a skirt or acting in a way that's too sassy. He kind of feels like that's not kid appropriate. And it like gives the drag kid community a bad reputation. Yeah, right. Because because you know a lot the haters they'll jump on anything they yeah. possibly can. So how do you decide what's kid appropriate and what's not? Uh, if it looks okay, then uh, it's appropriate. But if it doesn't look okay, and there's like gives you like, like a weird feeling, or yeah, makes you, yeah, you just have intuition about it. Yeah. yeah. So you said, uh, where are these other drag kids performing? Like, is are there drag kid only shows? Because I've I mean I've never besides you on the internet I've never seen a drag kid perform I've only seen drag kings and drag queens um so where where does one find a a kid appropriate drag show uh well I don't think there's any of those yet but um there's drag queen story hour right Mm -hmm. what is it Drag Queen Story Hour oh Oh, drag queen story oh I heard about that (laughs) it's where drag queens read uh books to children correct yeah. Oh, cool. Because, of course, I read an article, but the article was based on people getting mad about that. So that's how Mom, I know about it. Uh, didn't you receive that uh, thing about the Drag Queen Story Hour uh, dude with the gun? Oh, oh, yes. In Texas, this guy oh went God. to Drag Queen Story Hour with a gun well, mm-hmm. tell at him the what library. They did, tell him what they did first. Like, And prior to that, he'd gotten kicked out of the library because he was videotaping the children. Ah. And he didn't get charged for anything. Okay. Really? And that's really creepy. That's very creepy. Okay. So he basically he's trying to deflect attention from his own uh, problems mm-hmm. onto drag queens who are just trying to read some kids some books. I mean, books. It, it's <clears> not <throat> like like the drag queens like force the kids to come. It's the parents' decision if they yeah, want to come. And to bring mm-hmm. their children like, and to participate in uh, that. Let's say my mom doesn't want me to go then. Then You're I'm not going. going. <laughs> but if she wants me to go, I'll go. Right. right. And right. it's like also the kid's decision. If, it's, if they say, no, I don't want to go, then that's their decision. Um, one question I'm, I'm really curious about. Uh, if, if you've had the talk, like, I don't, my mom kind of had this talk with me when I was maybe five about just stranger danger, mm-hmm. right? And how to recognize if an adult is being inappropriate or, or is being odd and what to do. Have, have you had that conversation with Desmond? And what, what if so, what did you say to look out for, if anything? Oh, we've had that conversation for sure. Um, and we've watched several documentaries, too, about kids that have been kidnapped, um, mm-hmm. what to look out for. I just told my mom, hi, hi, I do this to him. Hi, 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 hi. Desmond's doing a karate yeah, chop Desmond's right now. Job. But, um, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh oh, don't fall. <laughs> you have great core strength, Desmond. Um, that's something no one else could see, but it was, it was tremendous. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, uh, so I also heard that you founded a, uh, a drag house for drag kids. Yes, Whoa. but it's like H A U S, like, ga- like House yeah. of Gaga. Yeah. Okay. And, um, it's f- for, uh, drag kids. Um, and, um, it's uh 
How would I put this? It's basically like a social media platform for kids to drag kids to like chat. We were gonna do it on Facebook, but then um, we had a math hate attack in October. I think it was December of what, 2017. What yeah, and what happened? So we had a mass hate attack. Oh, a hate on attack. His oh, Facebook page. Oh, what happened? What's a mass it, hate attack? It's where hate groups will say, "Hey, let's go attack this kid's page," oh my and they'll God, go on there kid. and leave hundreds, literally hundreds of nasty comments, bad but, reviews, nasty messages. It's really so, ugly. What's the nature? Just like bullying or or like it's threatening, like life threatening, or or they do. They'll say things like "kill it with fire." Uh, they want to put a millstone around my neck and throw me in the sea. Like we wow. get it all. We've heard everything. I mean, oh, I should go to jail. That's Those ridiculous. Straight. I mean, that's. I mean, that's really violent. And I don't know how anyone could think that dressing in drag is worse like, than uh, threatening to murder a my, child. My mom actually got like, uh, like three days off Facebook for no reason. I did. Ah, they. They. I was going to ask if they get bumped you. off too. They uh, were reporting photos for different things, even though they were. Like, we had pictures of him just in his regular outfits, and they would report him for nudity. And that ended up uh, getting us kicked off for days because uh, Facebook's al- algorithms uh-huh. don't oh. actually check to see what, you know. So if enough reports okay. come in, then they just remove and it. And if you get so many strikes, they will remove it. And then after you get so many more strikes, they bump you off for 24 hours. And then the next time, it's for three days. Man, you think they'd have enough money to uh, hire people to actually look in it? Actual people would yeah, with be a lot helpful. Of revenue. And I think that's a huge problem on social media because they hire these computers to scan the complaints, but they're not catching the worst of the bullies. Yeah. Well, it's very interesting because I was talking about my, my best friend is gay. He's a therapist, gay man, therapist. Um, and we were kind of having a conversation yesterday because I knew you were going to come come in. And uh, it, it was kind of about why people, people over, straight people especially, seem to over-sexualize the gay community. And there's something particularly upsetting to a lot of people about specifically a boy dressing as a girl in a way that people do not get upset even about a girl dressing as a boy um and uh do have people talk like said to you like anything negative per in person about dressing as a girl yeah uh like there was like one that was like uh was it uh i can't remember are you talking about the guy that followed us down the street? Whoa. Oh my gosh. Followed you and dad down the street? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, an adult. An adult followed mm-hmm. us, t- not us, I shouldn't say us, followed Desmond and his dad down the street, uh, saying what a bad parents we were and calling Desmond a faggot. Wow. Oh my God. Wow. How did that make you feel, Desmond, when that was happening? I was just like, Rolled your eyes. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not as fierce as you. Yeah, sometimes, unfortunately, I bet bet that was scary for your dad, your husband. He was just yelling at him. Okay. Oh, (laughs) nice. Well, clap him back. You got it. I feel like sometimes parents yell when they actually are scared in their hearts. You know. Um, And when when a person acts like that, because I'm I'm a an adult woman who's been. on the internet and stuff so you know we've gotten a lot of fun messages from strangers and we haven't had so much stuff said to our face but you know when you get all this this you know when you're made aware that there's a lot of people in this world that will just hate right and be cruel and unkind and, and bully yeah. do you how what do you think of that like do you because do you, in my head it took me a while to not be hurt by that and also come to the conclusion 
that they're I this is my personal opinion on it they're they're probably hurting on the inside and that's why like I kind of have to figure out the logic to it yeah. because I don't understand it that's what like most bullies have mm-hmm. like they're like um like they have like like maybe their parents are fighting all the time or yeah yeah, maybe yeah. the bullies are getting bullied. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a lot. It seems like that happens a lot. Do you ever know? Do you ever witness bullying going on in your school or just in the real world? Like that, not directly to you, but just that yes. happens. And and do you feel the desire to step in, or are you just kind of? I mean, certain times it's just not safe to do that. But yeah. um, have you ever stepped in and told a kid to stop bullying somebody else? Uh, yes, but if it's an adult, no. Yeah, that's probably wise. Yeah, yeah, that's probably good. <laughs> what did you say to the kid? Uh. Hey, don't do that. Would you like if he did that to you? And then what did, do you remember what they said back to you? Uh, mm. Did it make them stop bullying or did it yeah. irritate them? Oh, it did? Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like a modern day superhero too. <laughs> you wear a lot bum, of... Ba-dum, yeah, yeah bum, exactly. Bum, bum, bum. And what do you, what are your, what's next for you? <laughs> like, what do you, I, kids, people get asked kids this question all the time. What do you want to be when you grow up? Is, is drag something you want to do professionally for money, as a career, for a living? Uh, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So nice. very long. So and a while. Ever. So for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and ever. Okay. Okay. And do you want to, and you, you've started organizations and stuff, do, is there, do you have any ideas um, that you want to try and catapult in your future, like um, like a training center or, I don't know, anything like that? Or he clothing just, line, makeup. Yeah. He just actually finished a major project. Uh, Ooh, well, us. my book called Be Amazing is about the past 50 years of the LGBTQ plus culture and the next 50 years um, and beyond and people can express themselves more freely. Is this a children's book? Yes, it's for uh, Macmillan Children's yeah, Publishing Mac- Group, and it'll I be out in spring twenty twenty. I didn't know if you want me to say it. Oh yes, they're, they're going to be making their yeah. official announcement in a few days. He's finished writing it, submitted wow. it. Wow, was that your idea to write a book? Yes. And what were you hoping? Um, what do you hope readers will gain from this book? Like, why? What made you go? I want to write a book. I want them to know about the past fifty years of how hard it was for people to express themselves if they were like LGBTQ. And do you, was there ever a moment when, do you remember a time when you first realized, oh, not everybody can be themselves for whatever reason. So like the gay community was not only not accepted, but berated and and abused and bullied and and assaulted. Um, Do you remember? And still are. Yeah. Yeah. But when you first realized that, um, what what was what was going on in your head? Because I remember when I first realized, oh, the world can be cruel. Like was that was like, a really crazy moment for me as a kid. I was just like, I guess that's life. Wow, you're <laughs> chill. <laughs> you are so chill, indeed. Um, no, Wendy, do you when I because I, I, I just really want to like clear it up and hear it in, in your own words because mm-hmm. I try to always like give a even though this is obviously like a left leaning podcast, I, I always want to give like a full fair interview. Oh, uh, I mm-hmm. forgot that uh, my single. Will probably be coming out soon. You're a singer too? Uh, yeah. It's called We Are All Amazing. Oh, you're the best. I'll sing it to you. Wait, uh, you want do you want it? You can sing yeah. it to us. Sure. I would love that. I'll sing it a little part. Okay. Jacket, Jagonistas, Fashion Evangelistas, Sashay, Shantae. The world is your runway. Yeah! I hope any of you didn't lose your eardrums. No, that was great. 
I didn't have headphones on, so You're it didn't incredible. matter to me. Thank I, I you. Busted minds. You busted your own eardrums <laughs> oh, with your singing. No, I'm sorry. That's not good. Well, I mean, it sounded great well, for that, anyone who's interested in purchasing it. In the that room. song sounds incredible, and I'm excited. <laughs> when is it coming out? Uh, we're trying to release it, release it before Pride. Yeah. Oh, nice. And is it? It's your song alone. Does anyone sing with you on the track? Uh, it's just me. Just you, perfect. I and mean, did you just do you love singing? Was that your idea? Did someone approach you and say uh, this kid's got to have a song? <laughs> it was my idea and my uh, management uh, PEG. Uh, <laughs> your your management company? Yeah. Okay. What uh, PEG management? Mm-hmm. They helped you develop it and make mm-hmm. it a reality. Yeah. Because they know that you're serious about drag. Yeah. yeah. I'm serious. Yes, you are. Um, so and, and I love it. So I just kind of want to like, yeah, I, I just want to make sure and, and talk about everything. So like when you, you know, bring Desmond to a gig or something, mm-hmm. you're, you or your husband is there the whole time, I'm assuming? Definitely. Both my husband and I go to supervise him. Usually my husband <clears throat> will stay in the audience and I'll stay backstage. Oh, so it's double. So two parents are there. Exactly. Okay. To see. And if anything inappropriate happened at all, I mean, it, we would shut You're it there. down immediately. Right. So, and he's usually just backstage and on the stage. He doesn't, yeah. because of the regulations, it isn't illegal for kids to be in venues that serve alcohol in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I have seen it here all the time. Oh, I restaurants see kids everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you can absolutely be in a, be in a mm-hmm. place of yeah. alcohol. comedy clubs where you have to be fifteen to, to, to enter. Exactly. And they're basically bars with a stage. So, but uh, when it comes to the kids performing, they have to be in perform and out right away they're not ever allowed into the bar area and we wouldn't have them in the bar area to begin with Mm -hmm. there's no purpose to that Um, but a lot of people like to criticize us because oh he was dancing in the gay bar or you know they have the the wrong idea about it i think and that's uh, like they all still think that Gay men are pedophiles, which is definitely Just not true. So, yeah, that was like a huge misconception. I mean, I'm sure it still is, mm-hmm. but it, yeah. obviously. But like, yeah, I don't know where the heck people got that. Those are not things. Well, it's, it's kind of funny because historically, up until the 1950s, children's clothing was very much gender neutral. Mm. Uh, even boys would wear dresses. FDR yeah. wore dresses yes. as a child. And yes. the color pink was a boy's right. color. Mm-hmm. And when the FDR 19- wore pink dresses? He did. Nice. And up until the yeah. 1950s, when you start having these uh, PSAs come out, there's one in particular where little Timmy... Uh, a man rolls up in his car and invites him to go fishing and then eventually gives him a little pat on the butt. Oh. And, uh, you no, know, pat on the back. And then they, they <laughs> say, the back, Mom. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. It was the gay pat. But, um, <laughs> you know, and, and then they go on to say that, uh, you know, this fellow is sick and he has gay urges. And uh, oh, gay I think urges they use the homosexual urges. Uh. And that's why he wants to go after children. So you start having this propaganda coming out in the 1950s. And then also the government actually, if you read up about it, had a campaign to kind of associate the homosexuals with the pedophile community. Um, And this is a big problem throughout history. And I don't think that the gay community has ever been able to shake that association. Mm -hmm. And it's all government induced Mm -hmm. and 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 shoved up into people's heads. because It's so easy to spread fear. Most pedophiles are straight men. 
you're, that's a you're good absolutely point. right. Well you, well, you are absolutely correct. Yeah. And it makes me very sad that an 11 year old, number one, has to school people in this. And number two, even yep. has to has to know, uh, like has to know facts like that. That's yes. so crazy to defend just, you know, kind of who you Existing. are. Because, yeah, I mean, like that, get, you know, we're in the business of, I guess I can say this in front of you, like slut shaming. Mm-hmm. And so often in a similar way that people uh, intertwine homosexuality and pedophilia, which are two very, very different mm-hmm. things. Um, and pedophilia is something that does need to be talked about, but has nothing to do with drag whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, I would categorize that with mental illness. Uh, yes. And, you know, again, that's it because it's misunderstood and not talked about it is why we have a lot of talk, you know, problems and documentaries uh, coming so out. So many documentaries. These days. And with slut shaming, it's like people often intertwine um, being a sexually open woman uh, with being immoral. And again, that's like, that's two things that you're intertwining that are absolutely different. Have you ever had um, an experience either at a show when you and your husband were there with Desmond or where you had to step in or where somebody you were like, are you being inappropriate where you actually had to take action? No, never in person. Um, There's been people online that have been a little bit weird and you can tell that they're weird. Uh, and you just automatically block and delete them and just get them out of your life oh, on the as internet. soon as possible. Okay. Yeah, it's just the way that they talk. They might say, uh, oh, you're such a cute little boy. Uh, or, you know, yeah, and ding, 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 red flag. Exactly. And they're not saying it with a tone as the conversation goes on or whatever they're presenting to us. The tone of it, you can automatically tell is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's one thing to say Desmond's handsome. It's another thing to go, oh, he's so cute and be a man. Yeah. And you and no you straight kind of romance wants to be your friend That's from like question. following you on Instagram. You filter. You're the filter I'm the before filter. Desmond sees anything. Correct. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Great. Great. And um, yeah, I mean, there's some other thing. I did want to talk to your mom about uh, the tipping, but if you don't want to be here for that, I wanted to. Did you have anything to say before? We kind of talked with your mom privately. Be yourself always, no matter what anyone says, and pay to haters no mind, because I'll never be as fierce as you and I. And if we want to learn more about you, where can we do that? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Desmond is Amazing. Desmond is Amazing on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Desmond underscore Amazing. Desmond underscore Amazing on Snapchat and Twitter. Perfect. Nice. And now I have, uh, I have coloring books. Do you like coloring? Coloring is like my favorite. The only appropriate one is I have a coloring book of animals <laughs> farting, but like it's kind of fun. You know what I mean? But if you want to go up, I can set you up in the loft. If you want to color or in there, I can close yeah, the door. Is that okay? Oh, the child services. Yeah, uh, so what happened is this YouTuber, Anime <clears throat> Renee, has been harassing us for two weeks. And her followers have been harassing us for two weeks as she made these videos with these outrageous claims that he's drugged and this and that and the other sexualized and all these things uh and so her followers have been harassing us and she kind of just backed us into a corner because she actually bragged online that she had called acs and the first time she called they didn't have they she couldn't give them enough information for them to make a report so she admits in a post on her Facebook, on her YouTube channel that she uh, cyber-stalked us until she was able to gather enough of our personal information wow. to make a report. Okay. And uh, no, what is... I don't, Someone's I, got a lot of time on their hands. This, and this is a famous YouTuber? They're not like, famous. Okay, so like but a, they have a... But she has a fo- enough of a following an, to cause an, a stir. I'm an influencer. So right. I'm confused. And what is, what is her YouTube page about? 
Uh, her YouTube page is basically reading her, books, right? <laughs> in overalls, <laughs> her doing uh just videos of nothing but hate. She hates oh, women. Oh. She hates trans community. She oh. hates fat people. She hates Desmond. She hates gay men. How old is this person? We have no idea because she doesn't ever show her face. She hates her age. Oh, oh, so she can be a non. How good? Yeah, how good. can you have a hate page? How convenient. That's because she because she hates herself. Wow. Yeah, exactly. But d- but it's that's a like, real cop out. Cool, but stop. That's like, a real fix cop it, out. You know, because mm-hmm. it's like the whole hating yourself and stuff that helps me understand it. But I'm like, that's not an excuse. You're you're a grown woman. What are you doing? On the flip exactly. side, I guess she really does hate. You know, because otherwise she, she would be trying to <laughs> get fame off of these videos. Right. That's right. true. And she really does do it. Out they're of real, hate. They're, right. You know, there's genuine hate in her heart, and for that. Hats off to you, yeah, lady. Exactly. <laughs> She's made two videos about our family, both about your family, about our family, about Desmond. Very slanderous. Um, her mm. claims are unsubstantiated. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's uh, nothing to back it up. So exactly. And she challenged us. She said, "If you have nothing to hide, prove it." So we proved it. We posted the actual letters from ACS, showing that they investigated us thoroughly, and there's no abuse. And we let people know we've also been investigated by the New York City Police Department, Center for Child Advocacy, uh, the Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and um, Jesus. And what a waste of that agency's time! It's a lot of because my my best friend worked for ACS, and she would, you know, I've heard terror terrible stories, Mm -hmm. but it's like these people are overworked, and like city workers, a lot of times they don't get paid a fair salary, and it's like, wow, so you're gonna waste their time Mm -hmm. because you hate yourself, and you need to prove to the world that this family is abusing their child when they're not. Exactly, we had announced visits, unannounced visits to our home, to his school. Wow, on an almost daily basis at first. And that seems a lot more disruptive than just, you know, doing drag. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Because of the number of reports that were called in, because these people encouraged their followers to also uh, report, Mm -hmm. use ACS as a weapon, basically. Uh, Our case went all the way to the governor's office, so we were kind of investigated more closely than any case they've done before. Okay. And like... uh, and what else besides visits does an investigation? Do you have to provide materials or? They basically looked at every single thing that Desmond's ever done. Mm. Every video on his page okay. of his performances. Every interview he's done. Every photo. Okay. Every, everything. Every allegation they checked into. They would do... Um, they they would do interviews with him away from us, to, you know, so that you know, because a lot of times abused children won't say things sure. in front of their Absolutely. parents. So they would do a lot of interviews mm-hmm. without us around. They would interview him at school, like actually take him out of his class, mm. and his grades did go down throughout this whole process. Yeah, because I'm sure it's stressful. It is, and he just started middle school. That's a new school, and now and he's a public figure. Kids know him at his school, and now yeah. he's being pulled out of class by the police department by ACS. Still. It's terribly embarrassing for him. Yeah, so this is still going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm just, I'm, I'm confused. And and certainly, you know, uh, pageantry, you know, little girls, mostly little girls, are in pageants all the time. And mm-hmm. I've never, I've never heard them being investigated for anything. Uh, I haven't either. In fact, I think it's glorified. Otherwise, we wouldn't right. have shows like Toddlers and Tierras exactly. and Honey Boo Boo. I mean, they're they're feeding Honey Boo Boo Mountain Dew and, and Red Bull, <laughs> which isn't even healthy for adults. Right, to amp her up. Yeah, yeah, that's... Red Bull gives you diarrhea. That's, right, it gives you something. That's yeah. just... Yeah, that's really... And I, I mean, and, and, and people should be mad listening, you know, because I think it's like, you know... 
what why should be you get involved but it's like all these people are getting involved who don't know your home life and i don't know because there has to be something more because they're just not i don't know that many people who are just from the goodness of their heart that interested in the welfare of a singular child Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of children out there who are truly being abused Mm -hmm. and neglected and so there's at our borders yeah so there's something else going on here yeah children at the borders very excellent point yeah and i mean obviously you know i think it's because desmond is a trailblazer he's Mm -hmm. you know one of the first drag kids if not the first drag kid right that was as public um as he was i mean he was a viral sensation four years ago this is this is before we would see kids at pride parades we see him a lot now but back then we didn't barely see any kids at all uh so because he's a trailblazer he's so well known he has such a large social media presence that i think that anytime you're a trailblazer and doing something new you're right you're gonna have a lot of criticism come along with that absolutely and were you was desmond born in new york city he was okay nice and there's so many parents as you know um who won't let their child be themselves and they mm-hmm. just they they are so i don't know what it is if, if it's out of fear how they were raised but then you're a person who was raised in a way and then you didn't fall for it which is so amazing mm-hmm. like you really knew yourself and stuck to your values and your morals but is there anything particular that you would say if there is a parent listening who is suppressing their child creatively or just whatever it may be from just being themselves like because it just seems like nothing and I I know this for a fact nothing good will come of it Mm -hmm. when you suppress a child from expressing any part of themselves so I don't know is there something that you would say to a parent who who feels that it's it's best it's better off for their kid to to grow up in a more rigid environment I think there's it's a twofold answer one is that people so much want to uh stay with what's familiar with them so they try to create many versions of themselves um we just spoke to some people from a very small town in kansas and they said they went to olive garden in times square because it was familiar to them rather than enjoying what new york has to offer oh yeah it was familiar to them so that's one part of my answer the second (laughs) is uh that a big part of it is that people are afraid what other people are going to think of them. Mm. So they're worried that if they let their kid go out, and this was a big problem with my parents, like God forbid I express myself in any way, shape or form, they would buy my outfits all the way until I had a job when I was 16. Wow. uh, Is because they were afraid what the neighbors would think, what the people at church would think. Well, you know, what is their kid wearing that for? Uh, I think that's another big problem is that other people, uh, or I should say parents, are just worried about what other people are going to think of them. And from mm. what you recall growing up as a kid and your parents, your parents stayed together. They mad, did. Because yeah. it's very uncatholic if they didn't. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> do, do you, what was their relationship like? Do you remember? Um, Were they affectionate toward each other? Were they happy? Were they joyful? I don't believe I ever saw any affection. They, they, I never saw them kiss, maybe hug once in a while. Uh, but I think that's just their personalities. I don't think that they were just it, right. in any sort of conflict within the marriage. Right. Were they happy or content people? I don't think that uh, people, like I said, they were ultra conservatives. So yeah. a big hobby of ultra conservatives is just to hate on everybody else because everybody is bringing the world down. So right. I don't think it's it's possible for you to be happy when you're so concerned what everybody else in the world is doing. and. I mean, you see these people like Rush Limbaugh and Alex Jones, and all they do oh, is spread these ridiculous, just hate mongering. Really, I don't. I don't believe they're happy people. 
They can't be. No. Because if it's their mission in life to make sure that, that their their viewpoints are spread throughout the mountains, it's like, what, what are you doing? And then so many dangerous, that can be deadly with that whole pizza thing. Pi- the, the Pizzagate, yeah. Pizzagate. Oh, we get that all the time. It's like, Oh, get what all the time? The People think that Desmond's part of the Pizza Gate. What? Yes, it's like a sex, it's like a sex trafficking it's, ring. Correct? It's a sex trafficking. It was a child, as far as I, I mean, I, I don't read into it, but right. it, from what I understand, it was a child sex trafficking ring set up in the basement of a pizza restaurant mm-hmm. in D.C. And this restaurant does exist, but it doesn't have yeah. a basement. Right. But, you know, like a lot Alamo. of magical things happen because they also <laughs> believe that we're Satanists. We're part oh, of the Illuminati. Sweet. Um, oh, I want to get We're in. Freemasons. Oh. I mean, that's the every- those things are all so different, too. It's like, again, like people <laughs> just grouping things in that do not go together. Yeah, aliens and you live on boats, but on ground. And I don't know how they do it, but it's witchcraft. Uh, Yes, I've been told (laughs) that I'm an actual witch so many times. And I mean, that's kind of cool, right? Right. I was like, that's a compliment, (laughs) honestly. um, Our our second touring show that Corinne and I did, we called it the Bridget Bishop tour. She was the first person to be executed in the Salem witch trials because, yeah, women. And she was just a fun lady. Yeah, Yeah, she's a fun fun gal, little, you know, (laughs) like to have a good time. Yeah, and because I, 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 I really I spent so much time following you guys and researching you, but before you before you came here today, and because I had just kind of organically come across the Instagram page, because I'll go on like an Instagram deep dive, partly just because that's what the internet does, and partly to find mm-hmm. guests for this podcast. And uh, you know, when I saw so much uproar, I really, really do try to play devil's advocate with anything before we present. I, I try not to just, you know, present the liberal or feminist idea just because it's part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And I really looked at a lot of things and I was looking forward to meeting you and, and seeing if you were, you know, I mean, listen, I've been in, th- I've did a lot of theater as a kid. I know a stage mom when I see one. You are like the antithesis yeah, of a stage too. mom. You totally let Desmond take the lead and mm-hmm. you seem very genuine. Um, I'm not even a liberal. <laughs> wow. wow. You're not. I'm and you got purple oh, hair. So I'm, not a, I'm not a conservative either. So, oh, that's, I mean, just because you offered it, what, like, what are you, so are you just like gone rogue? Like I like to sometimes say, or? <laughs> uh, I, I think that I agree more with, uh, uh, like, democratic socialism because I believe that it should be the government's, uh, uh, I think the government should provide us with more social programs. I think that mm-hmm. should be their responsibility. Why do we not have free health care? Why right. do we not so have free you want your people school? to prosper? Exactly. So I you? lean more towards that. I, I agree with a lot of what the liberals stand for, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't call myself a liberal. More of maybe an independent if I had to okay. yeah, register had to, to vote and be forced <laughs> to put something. But right. since I was uh, able to vote, I've always registered you know, as part of the Socialist Party. Interesting. I'm sure the haters will love that. Oh yeah, give them fodder. Yeah. Why? Why do you think it's socialist? She is a devil. Right. Well, because they do blame so much, like kind of on on you know on liberals or mm-hmm. on feminists. And I'm like, a, they say I have an agenda. Right. Oh. And that's why. And I mean, I'm so, I'm hyper aware of that, and that's why I always try to make sure to you know fully research. And if anything does seem questionable, and gosh, I really I looked far and wide and, and read everything. And Corinne's a good detective. And there was a couple of things I had questions about, and then I f- found answers and, and talked to you. And there's just really nothing that I can see and I don't understand why people are spending so much time so then we come to December 2018 and mm-hmm. um, Desmond performs at mm-hmm. a, a venue called $3 Bill in Brooklyn mm-hmm. where he's 
tipped for his performances. That's how drag, um, yeah, as drag queens are. Yeah, and that's the thing I wanted to get, I, again, like just, I think a lot of this is just people unfamiliar with drag mm-hmm. culture. And I was like, thankfully, I'm super well versed in that. <laughs> uh, drag queens perform, again, doing reveals, which is n- revealing something else that is not a breast, not a part of your genitalia, not any of that. It's just something, another part of your costume. Um, and they're tipped in, in dollars. It's super customary. It, and you get it handed to you. Mm-hmm. Or you put it on the stage. I yeah. mean, no one's tucking it in no, like yeah, a never, thong. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think this is, you know, obviously, I mean, well, I'm sure. I have seen that. I'm sure, I'm sure, say, I'm sure adults have shows. done that to other yeah. adults. That's on sure. Very, 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 like Violet Chachki shows yeah, it. Very right. adult and But I've that's in, that. the, in the hands of the performer to, mm-hmm. if they right. want to exactly. accept it that way, A lot choice. of people don't want that. A right. lot of people will complain that yeah. they, from the drag queens I've spoken to, that they don't like people tucking things in their personal spaces. And it's interfering with the performance. And if they sewed that out, but it's like don't touch my don't touch my right my, uh, my blazer and additionally it's actually uh in drag culture considered rude to watch drag performances and not give mm-hmm. money like that yeah. is that is part of that's just part Attending of drag culture mm-hmm. and it's just and, and and i will add also add on that as someone who has spent a lot of time in gay bars number one as a straight woman we've talked about this before i go to gay bars a lot of times because it feels like a much safer space it's very much to safer. me because it is less sexual unless you are an adult gay man then it's more sexual mm-hmm. yeah. but again like the time when the drag show is on i can talk to you talk from experience is the the least erotic or sexual time that you'll ever spend in it's a gay hilarious. bar because everyone's watching the show mm-hmm. and it's like and it's heightened they're they're caricatures of performers um so it's like a caricature of a female so it's it's beyond female it's yeah. hyper female um and again just performance art i one of my good friends is a bio queen as mm-hmm. well so again similar thing going on um so he, he performed he was tipped by the audience a three dollar bill and then breitbart jumped on the story oh, and said he was stripping mm-hmm. what did what did the article how did they, how did they even make an comment? article out of that? No. did they ask you for a comment of course no they don't reach out to the family desk for anything because yeah, then it, it would ruin their narrative exactly <laughs> like what other what else like i don't even know how this can take up a full article what did they say other than he he was like he, what details basically were what the what the story was is he was in a gay bar associating with people who were drinking alcohol uh-huh. uh stripping for dollar bills uh while pedophiles were drooling over him i mean wow, it was just terrible was they hit every single uh stereotype you can and yes alcohol was served at this um venue however the performing space is completely separate from the bar even separate by double doors so desmond wasn't in the bar nor is he allowed in the bar area i mean the the place could lose their liquor license for that for sure and it's crazy Mm -hmm. that i know that celebrities can sue tabloids for slander Mm -hmm. but is that like that is such a violating story to write uh, dedicating a whole article mm-hmm. to this is there i don't know if you know anything about this or maybe somebody listening does so i know i understand freedom of the press but you're reporting in quotes on a story with things that aren't true so mm-hmm. but the, you one could argue that that's very damaging with the pizzagate stuff somebody came down to shoot up the place yeah. because they were but but it's like that could have that could stoke something in a, an unstable person oh we to get make death them threats feel- all the time yeah and now can you take legal action Oh, because you know ACS has police. been to your door yeah, that's ACS legal because I mean these door. are hate crimes that are happening to you but they really are hate crimes and we have reported things to the hate crimes division of the New York you know police department okay. and we've reported other things there as well 
Oh, someone pretended to be the government. Oh, we did. We had some guy trying to pretend to be a federal agent from the FBI to try and get our personal information. We've had all of our personal information already posted on like 4chan and everything. Oh, Mm. my God. And we've had strange people come to the door. And it's scary because I'm a stay-at-home mom, so I'm at home alone in the mornings. I probably shouldn't even say this because then the weirdos are going to come. Well, wait, but what happened? What do they do? What do they do? Answer the door? Do you just not They ring the door. I don't answer. I've stopped answering my phone. I've stopped answering the door unless I know I'm expecting someone or expecting a call because like I said all our personal information's out there and people definitely will call up and yeah. you know ring you out or because this so right sad. here says to me it's like okay so if, if these people's true intentions is, to make is the protecting world the welfare of a child mm-hmm. they are doing exact opposite by this like by giving out your personal information in, in nowhere in history has given out someone's address helped that person exactly. never literally helped. never happened. unless you have to show up for an interview the unless they're house, trapped in a basement and the basement's on fire it's never helped the disappearing basement the yeah. pizza gate oh, yeah. yeah the pizza gate basement well they probably filled it in with concrete right? just in time yeah yeah, and it's it's just it's it's and I think basically a lot of it is misunderstanding and because I'm just really trying to wrap my mind around why a lot of adults would spend this much time. They have no self esteem. I think is yeah. part of it, right? And, and because there are so many examples again, like of pedophilia actually happening, and no one tried to stop that. You know, the Catholic Church. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Remember that? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, a lot of stuff. Woody Allen. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> and I'm at least glad that people are talking about the the word pedophilia mm-hmm. and without going, you know, the thing where the the adult likes the kid. It's like the, the we <sighs> we started this podcast. We talk about this a lot, and so many listeners have emailed us, and they are constantly emailing us about being molested as a child, or, mm-hmm. or and it's like, oh my god, this happens way more than I thought, and then now finally it's reaching a na- international even conversation where we're really talking about it on a bigger level. So people, when something bad does happen, you can go, oh, this isn't right. I mm-hmm. need to get myself out of this situation. Tell an adult something. I think it is being talked about more, but I think that it's also being talked about in the wrong way yeah especially in Desmond's situation this doesn't help educate anybody right and I think it's a real disservice to people that have actually been molested as Her, children yeah. yeah I agree um and uh so we, we kind of know your your background and and your perspective on things was your husband's perspective and outlook on on Desmond's life so always the same or was he as welcoming and encouraging as you or just because we know a lot of times dads aren't as cool oh yeah no he's been supportive <laughs> nice the whole time the whole time and did you guys have a conversation separately as a couple about you know when, when desmond started dressing in girls clothing or came out as gay and how did you handle that as a family we talked about it we actually went to a therapist uh when desmond's about six years old because mm-hmm. he wanted to understand what is going on like why is he wanting to wear all these dresses all the time mm-hmm. um, i mean because it went from being cute he was taking my fit- fitted sheets to him now always wanting to wear girls clothes we go to the store and he wants girls clothes right so I went to the therapist and the therapist you know talked with Desmond talked with us and he said not to encourage it not to discourage it but just to let it happen naturally so we said okay that sounds pretty good sounds healthy yeah so. I really love that answer because I think like, obviously I, w- I would it's the opposite it, of a stage mom to not encourage right because I would yeah. know not to discourage it but I think you know and what takes it from like good advice to truly professional advice mm-hmm. is to also not encourage it because that's still swooping in as a parent and like leading someone like you don't want to lead a witness you don't want to lead a child unless they are coming and asking for help because that's what allows the kid to be what they want to be and like you don't know is this a phase or is this truly who he is and I mean 
obviously mm-hmm. seems to be truly who he is. And yes. you know, at any time, I'm sure you, if you wanted to not do it anymore, you'd be like, cool. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Fine. I mean, we have, he's <laughs> been to uh, like auditions for acting. He's been in a movie. Um, cool. And we go there, we do see stage moms and they oh, yeah. are frightening. They are yeah. obsessed. They are, they're like practically about to kill their child because they're not, you know, practicing their script right or oh, constantly fixing their hair. And it's just very weird and obsessive. It's like, how can I live through you, Michael, if you're not doing it right? It's like, I'm wow. too lazy for that, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then... Uh, on Wikipedia, an RSL said that um, you had cited that uh, he's on that Desmond's on the spectrum, mm-hmm. and that drag has actually helped. Can you speak a, a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, he is slightly on the autism spectrum. He mm-hmm. does have um, ADD. Mm-hmm. He has trouble focusing, but he's treated for that by a therapist and a psychiatrist. Um, and I mean, it doesn't it doesn't impact his daily life at all. He's like I said, he has his medication. He takes it every day. Uh, but just doing drag has given him also something to focus intensely on, which mm. is good for not only kids with ADD, but kids who might be on the autistic spectrum. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And I mean, you can, I mean, as you know, again, I, I wanted to wait to speak to it until I had, you know, real living people in the room with us. But like, <laughs> you could tell, Christina and I have both been in the theater arts for a very long time. Like, yeah. Desmond walks in with a fancy energy, I will say. Yeah. The energy yes, that, like, like, if we, you know, it's like the kind of energy that, like, it would be a disservice to stop this person from performing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, cool you can just tell sometimes. <laughs> and everyone knows a kid like that. Everyone knows someone who just has a little extra that they yeah. need to share with mm-hmm. the world. Um, so we're glad that Desmond's sharing it uh, with us. And I think, yeah. I think that probably wraps it about You're up. a great um, role model for parents, too. Man, you got right? such a great head on your shoulders. And that's <laughs> inspiring because I, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. It's really exciting to see a parent just support their kid. And I'll just, like, I guess the really last cool. thing is just like where where what can we do to help? Um, because it's been really disheartening to uh, watch all the negativity and just energy that could be used for something better being put into trying to stop and even put your family in harm's way. So like, mm-hmm. is there anything that we can do? Our listeners can do. Donate you have a very large or, platform, yeah. and we try to use it for good, not evil. Sometimes. Um, just you know, sex stuff. follow Desmond <laughs> on his social media. He mm-hmm. absolutely loves that. Um, after I clear it of hate, he loves going on reading the comments, reading <laughs> oh, the messages. The positive ones, he yeah. talks with a lot of kids on Instagram, and they really do. Like he said, they tell him things like, "You've inspired me to do drag." Um, there have been kids we've we know of two that had told him that I was feeling like I wanted to commit suicide, and you've helped me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them say you've helped me to come out or just express myself. So. Um, you know, he really lives for that and lives for hearing other people's stories and experiences and reading the comments and just that little bit of encouragement, not that he needs it, but that little (laughs) bit of encouragement keeps him going. And I think it helps keep him focused on what he wants to do. Awesome. That's okay. Awesome. Yeah, definitely follow. It's very interesting. And, you know, if you guys are listening and you see bad stuff uh, being said, you can step in. We yeah, don't need to get in up. huge fights. But, you no. know, I do know that you our, you can respectfully stand our up listeners like to mm-hmm. step in. So thank you so much for coming yeah. and, and speaking openly with us. Thanks, and Wendy. I don't know if Desmond can hear. Thanks, Thanks Desmond. Desmond. He's coloring in a, in Christina's little nook right yeah, now. Yeah, I, um, I put the fancy, what's it called? The disco? Or disco like the, ball. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool up yeah, there. Um, yeah, and so we will talk to you next week. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to say that. <laughs> <Cool. laughs> Bye. Don't let it rooster. He's pecking around my door.
episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.